two guys, one epic journey. You're listening to The Supernatural Virgin. The following podcast is likely to contain adult language, descriptions of televised violence, and almost certainly spoilers for the CW's hit TV show, Supernatural. Supernatural and all related characters and elements are copyright, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated, and no infringement of copyright is intended. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Darren. Hi, and I'm Bosco. And I've been an avid watcher, you could say fan, I guess, I think that's fair, of the CW's international hit show, Supernatural, since it launched on our television screens back in 2005. And I never heard of it. I know, right? I mean, how is that even possible? Because I've got life. Wow. Well... Thank you for making some space in that life to join me and anyone out there listening on this journey. Hold on, journey? I thought we were watching an old TV episode. Well, one or two, or three hundred. What? But this is a fantastic opportunity for us here, and everyone listening out there. You really think people are going to be listening? We're talking about a 15-year-old child. Yeah, well, we can but hope. And in fairness... Hoping that there are people out there. Thank you also for joining us on this odyssey into all things supernatural. It's our aim to watch every episode from the pilot right through and discuss the experience. And, of course, we'll also be welcoming input from you out there in the darkness as well. And I'll give you more information about that nearer the end of the podcast. But in the meantime, thanks to those of you who have already started joining in, such as uh, Wayward Sisters at Mary Ruth Webber 2, and also at Hippie Chick 731 who are really looking forward to seeing if you will be a new convert. Well, I'm open to it, just as long as there is no bad CGI, no rubbish attempt at horror, and it doesn't confuse me. <laughs> um, well, we'll be taking it episode by episode and discussing two consecutive stories in each of our episodes. So what's the actual plan then? Well, we'll keep it simple. We'll do a quick recap of the road so far. The what? Um, Yeah, just go with that for now. Um, So we'll do a recap, and then we'll watch the next couple of episodes, and we'll talk about them. What we liked, what we didn't like, and it'll give me and any listeners who are familiar with the series the chance to rediscover the show through the eyes of a supernatural virgin. Are you calling me a virgin? Well, a supernatural virgin, yes. And it's also an opportunity for anyone else who is a supernatural virgin um, to watch along with us and share their thoughts via our Twitter at SPNVirginPod. I'm not the only one then. Oh, no, no, no. I believe there are actually others out there who, like you, haven't yet experienced the joy of supernatural. So it's a joy show. (laughs) Well, uh, let's wait and see about that. Uh, As we mentioned in our launch show, we're going to be steering away from spoilers so that you can experience it all afresh, which I personally will find really challenging, as I know what you've got in store. To be fair, I'm keen to avoid spoilers as much as possible. Just because I think for this to work, I need to go at it with as little knowledge as possible. Well, so before we settle down to watch the pilot episode, it might be quite good to find out what you're expecting from this series that's been going on since 2005. Well... 
I know from what you've told me, it's about a family who have a tragic loss, then start hunting ghosts and stuff like that. I'm a bit worried that there is going to be a crappy effect or a bad horror film acting. Okay, so what does um, bad horror film acting look like to you then? <laughs> well, you know, sexy dumb girls and boys for that matter, screaming uh-huh. down a camera <laughs> or people running upstairs when mm. they need to run away and call the police. Yeah. To be honest, I'm trying not to have too many expectations because, mm. as you've said before, some shows do take a bit of time to find themselves. So I'm just going to take it one episode at a time. But please, please, no bad CJ. <laughs> it really pisses me off. Oh, OK. Well, with that in mind, let's travel back to 2005 for the very first couple of episodes of Supernatural. And... What are those called? Well, first up, we have The Pilot. <laughs> Inventive. Followed by Wendy Go. Wendy who? Uh, no, but just watch it. Don't be afraid. So, episodes one and two down. So, tell me, what did you make of that? Well, let's start with The Pilot. Because they think that's a much, much stronger episode. Okay. Uh, So we kick off on the 2nd of November, 1983, in Lawrence, Kansas. I like the introduction to the brothers, and it was suitably creepy. I did a good job by setting up Sam and Dee's trouble relationship. Mm. And the way their family went south, uh, you know, spoiler alert... (laughs) Uh, their mum is pretty brutally murdered. Yeah, I think it's very safe to say that that kind of thing is going to leave you a little bit damaged. Um, I think the ghost element at the centre of this story is kind of not as important, really, as the fact that it helps to showcase how these boys have been living for the past few years. Social services should have been called. This is not a good parenting model. (laughs) Possibly not ideal, no. But maybe there's more in the family background about hunting than we know yet. (laughs) Is that a spoiler? Well, I can't tell you in case it's a spoiler. Fine. I did like the setup. I like the attitude of them. And I like the easy way we're letting to the, their techniques. Dean is pretty cocky, but probably I guess he has had to learn to be like that to survive. I mean, in all seriousness, he's a criminal. Mm. And some just need a hug, oh. especially after the ending. Yeah, so on that. What do you make of the ending of episode one? I know we're jumping straight to it, but what do you make of that? Well, I didn't expect Jess to end up just like his mother. I'm a bit worried that we'll find out it's actually Sam that's killing them. (laughs) Wow. And where did that come from? Gum, is it him? Well, I'm not saying anything. I just wondered where that came from and what's your thinking? Well, as a baby and as a teenager, he was there both times... A significant woman in his life died bloody on a ceiling on fire. <laughs> Not the most common death. Okay, I, yeah, I can get that. Am I right? Uh, well, wait and see. But what about the shadowy figure standing over Sam's cot? Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe his real dad. Maybe Mary had a, an affair with monster in her teens. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe she did. Um, I think that Eric Kripke, who's created the idea of the show, has done a a really great job in setting up the core idea. And I think we just have to acknowledge for a moment the casting of Jensen Ackles and Jared Pedalecki in these roles. To be fair, they do act like brothers. I can buy into that relationship. 
and also Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Samantha Smith as the ill-fated John and Mary Winchester. Yes, I think we could have had more from them. It was a shame as it could have been interesting to have the whole family hunting together, like the Von Trapp's family does Van Helsing or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, you never know. There's still a lot of mystery around what has happened here, so we may well see them again in flashbacks or, or whatever. I'm sure this is not the last we'll see of them, though. Well, Mum's dead, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, death isn't always as final as it looks on a show about ghosts. I suspect that's a spoiler, but I'll let it go. As I kind of hope we do. We must at least see the dad again, as otherwise that's the point of them hunting for him well yeah quite but it is an interesting hook and if all that hadn't happened uh, dean and sam would most likely have parted and we wouldn't get the show that we do have now so if it is and i'm absolutely not saying that you're right or that you're wrong but if it is sam who's doing this (laughs) i knew i was right well why and how i don't know why Maybe he doesn't mean to, maybe he's possessed or something. It's a bit early days. Perhaps he's a secretly a powerful psychic and can't control it. And it ends up being done uh, against Sam to save the world. Well, I'm literally saying nothing. Well, I know I'm right. Uh, Sam reminds me of Jean Grey from X-Men. Okay. Powerful, but doesn't know how to control it. Well... In the meantime, they are making a living doing credit card fraud and impersonating officials. Yeah, so they aren't your straightforward hero types. They're obviously happy to bend to break the rules as they need to so they can get the job done. Like I said earlier, Dean is basically a criminal and he's dragging Sam back down with him. Again, it's a good that it doesn't quite play out in their favour. No, no, that's true. But it does let them know that they're on their dad's trail, thanks to the credit cards and also thanks to Dean getting benched by the cops. We finally get dad's journal. Yes, I think it tells us a lot about Sam that he actually wanted to go back to his uh, low school life, Mm -hmm. leaving Dean to go off on his own. Not that he actually goes off on his own, Mm -hmm. but frankly, I don't think I don't blame him. Dean is a bit of a dick. I dread to think what their dad became like once Mary was dead, as clearly he tried to raise them as soldiers. Mm. Um, I'm with Sam here. Even if he's a killer, which I'm pretty sure he, sure he is. <laughs> well, moving on, Jess is toast. <laughs> bit harsh, but accurate. Well, uh, so Sam has joined Dean to follow the clues in Dad's journal to try to find him. Oh yeah, that's on the hunting trip that hasn't been home in a few days. Yeah, now this show does do a good line in quotable quotes. I did just want to say that I do like the relationship between them. It's bumpy enough, but they clearly have the, the each other's back. Mm. I also like that it didn't just go, we're going to act like police officers and get away with it. I like that it backfired. Yeah. I'd avoid being horror film by numbers, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. And I think it's worth listening out for the various aliases uh, that they use too, because it's usually some kind of rock star or movie star. Really? I missed that. Oh, there's plenty more to come. They'll also start using more songs or movies to start informing the titles of the episodes, but that's all in the future. We're still in a bit of literal territory here. 
So, we're not in Kansas anymore as we head out to Blackwater Ridge following John Winchester's coordinates to track down a Wendigo. Oh, yeah, this one? Not so much. Okay, tell me more. This one had some of that bad CJ that makes me cringe. <laughs> I mean, the actual Wendigo burger was... Yeah, it's just Wendigo. It's early days, okay? So I don't know all the names yet, <sighs> but let's just say it wasn't great. In mm. fact, other than turn up, find the problem, engage with the problem, solve the problem, move on. Not that much really happened. Yeah, that's... Probably a very fair comment, actually. I think where this episode does work is that it carried the story on and helps to cement the relationship between the brothers. I think you start to get a real sense that under the surface, they're just essentially children trying to do their very best in impossible situations. They aren't superheroes and they are going to make mistakes. Yes, it just felt for me... A little like I could have have been watching a no-budget film on Horror Channel <laughs> that doesn't really have much of a plot to keep us hooked. I know. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't really that engaging. I do like the car, though. Oh, well, yeah, the car is clearly one of the leading characters, and that just gets more and more enforced over time. The car isn't going anywhere. Good. Keep the car. Well, I say that. Uh, gosh, please don't kill off the car mm, so getting back to wendigo what did we learn did we learn anything new well i have another quote saving people hunting things ah, the family business yes now that's an epic quote that will stay with the core of the show in fact it's probably the biggest contribution this episode makes to the mythology to be fair is that line i'm hoping that there isn't too much leaning on rubbish monster ideas that will get tired quickly I mean, the whole feeds up every 23 years. It's a bit random, but I suppose it helps flesh out the creature. It reminds me of the uh, demon in Jeepers Creepers. Wasn't ah. that every 23 years too? Something like that, I think. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, that song is in my head now. Um, well, Wendigos aren't invented for this show. In fact, they've also appeared or mentioned in other shows such as the X-Files with Mulder and Scully involved in tracking one down. Really? I, that's show I have watched, but I don't remember the Wendigo thing. Well, from memory, it may have just been a passing reference, but I will look it up. Uh, or maybe someone on Twitter can tell us. But this isn't just a monster created for the show. Um, and I'm just Googling Jeepers Creepers, and randomly, that is also 23 years um, between feeding cycles, and I have no idea why. Oh, okay, so... They're using uh, established myths then? Mm, yeah, mostly. And urban legends also play a key part. There's a fair bit of monster of the week formula storytelling, but that will also be used mostly as a backdrop to establish the characters a bit further and also deepen the lore of the show. Fair enough. X-Files followed the same idea, really. Uh, yes, and it's worth mentioning that one of the great creative minds and directors behind X-Files, Kim Manners, is a key player in the formative years of Supernatural. He directed some great stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about him in the future. Uh, but yes, the Monster of the Week format is used quite a bit. And we will move a little more away from that and on to more, sto more ongoing story or storylines or story arcs, depending on what you want to call it, as the, as the show matures. Well, we have the That's on Hunting Trip storyline playing mm. in background at the moment. Yeah, that, that's true. And I just hope they find him in one piece. Oh, don't say that. I want more from Negan. 
Uh, yeah, he, he isn't Negan in this. This isn't The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. This episode was not my favourite of the two, but I'm not quitting yet. Well, on Twitter, at HippieChick731 is tending to agree with you. She's a clearly an expert watcher. Yeah, she loved the pilot, but she doesn't have the same kind of love for Wendigo. I'm with you there, hippie chick. I think it was a bit too straightforward for me. I think that's my problem. Actually, I do agree with that. I think it's a very uh, linear story. I think it lacks any twists or turns. We don't really get surprised by um, well, by finding out that the ranger was the monster all the time. Yes, or that he was responsible for feeding it mm. because his family had always looked after after it in the woods just something to lift it a bit yeah i think that's really a fair point it's it's not a bad story it's just a story that lacks any levels other than what you see is what you get help it yeah they will get better at that they need to (laughs) so wendigo is passable but the pilot was a clear winner here yes of the two yes and please stop saying wendigo and for me passable it's a bit um of a stretch mm. okay i won't i won't fight you too much on that so let's take a moment to name check any notable guest stars <laughs> like uh before they were famous thing well yeah over time some of them will already be famous but um did anyone jump out at you in the first episode well i did support the guy from glee i think in the tent yeah yeah cory monteith uh, has a real blink and you'll miss him role cory went on to become one of the leads in glee playing the singing quarterback finn hudson uh, tragically, of course, he also uh, he lost his life in 2013. That is sad. Way too young. Yeah, way, way, way too young. Uh, we also have Callum Keith Rennie, uh, who has a very thriving career and took a major role in the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Not seen it. That that should should be my catchphrase. Not mm. seen it. Although I would like to point that I do watch stuff. Well, no one is judging you. <laughs> well, you are. Mm. Uh, the last face I'll pick up here is Alden Ech- en- Eric. Eric. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not sure how no, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it isn't. Apologies, Alden. Who is he? Um, Alden. So, well, he's popped up in a few decent films, but perhaps most notable, in my opinion, is playing the young Han Solo, which is a much easier name oh, to pronounce. Uh, in the recent Disney Star Wars midquel or spin-off or whatever you want to call it, I'm not too sure how to classify it really. You keep picking franchises I haven't seen. Stop doing that. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. So let's focus back on the world of Supernatural. So we've met a Wendigo, uh, but what other creatures got a name check? I'm still picking up names of things, so don't do a test. I did hear them uh, mention a werewolf. Yep, yep, good. They also mentioned a skinwalker and a black dog, and we may very well get sights of those things in future episodes. Um. I look forward to it. I'm guessing we're not going back to Kansas anytime soon, though. They won't be setting up headquarters in the basement of the family home or anything? Uh, Well, fun fact, do you know what's so special about Lawrence, Kansas? The Winchester hometown isn't chosen by accident. I have no idea. What is it? Okay. Well, that's your homework. What is it that's so special about Lawrence, Kansas, in terms of spooky myths and legends? I'm pretty sure somebody on Twitter will be able to help you. They better. So, will the brothers find John? 
Who keeps killing the women in the Winchester's Sam. lives? Sam, Sam, Sam. My money's on Sam. Okay. So if you out there are watching along with us or re-watching along with us and have any reactions or thoughts to what and want that you want to share with us, then we are going to love to hear from you. So please follow us on Twitter. That's at SPNVirginPod, hashtag SPNVirgin. But remember, no spoilers, please, as Vasco doesn't know what's coming and we want to keep it that way. And you could also get some of those friends of yours who haven't mm. watched watch it yet to start watching with you from the very beginning. Let's get all the virgins watching from the start and then they can also listen along with us too. Yeah, and along the way we can do some features where we'll be looking at the characters a little more closely and how they impact on Sam and Dean's lives. People like Bobby and Ellen and Joan, Chuck and Crowley and of course Castiel to name but a few. I really have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, well, you'll find out. And actually, I can't wait for you to find out. But one step at a time. So, until next time. Can't wait. In fact, we won't need to as we are going to get straight on uh, with episode three and four now. So feel free to carry on listening or run. Run while you still can. It's too late for me, but save yourself. Absolutely charming. You've been listening to The Supernatural Version With me, Darren And me, Basco With music by Bradley Burton Please do remember to rate, review and subscribe Adios, bitch Jerk Wait, why do you want me to say that? <laughs> <laughs>